Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome in, everybody. It is Friday, March 6th, and if it's Friday, it's Pac-12 football and beyond as we take you through five days a week through the world of college football, and we will certainly focus a lot on what's happened this past week in the Pac-12, but certainly talk about what's uh, every day, talk about what's going on nationally. You know, what's interesting is uh, spring practices have started in a few places around the country, and certainly as news provides any national scope news that we need to lead off the top of the show with we'll do that regardless of the region which is why you want to be joining us five days a week and you may not be a Pac-12 football fan but uh, at the top you may find out some information certainly if you're an SEC fan ACC fan Big Ten fan Big 12 fan whatever the case may be we'll have it for you each and every day five days a week but today we're going to get into a lot of uh, Pac-12. Now, we have been breaking down the combine over the past week of players that have been at the combine because of the schedule. If you remember, the combine last week when I was there, it started on Thursday night. So we did have last week at least um, the Thursday night workout stuff uh, for our Pac-12 uh, football and beyond last Friday. Um, but we we obviously have not been able to get into the details, uh, more details about the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday workouts. We'll get more into that today. So we're going to break down into that. Got some, again, spring practice news, a little bit recruiting news. So we're going to get to all of it. I want to remind you of a couple of things, as we like to do off the start. Um, So grateful to have our friends at 401k Generation uh, sponsoring us and We've got some great news of some other members of the family that's joining us. Uh, The folks at 401k Generation are just phenomenal. Been great to work with. They are the best when it comes to finance professionals uh, helping you with money management, investment inquiries. Um, The best thing I can tell you is, look, they're licensed in all 50 states. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, give them a call, give them a text. If you've got somebody you're working with, that's fine. If you don't, that's fine. Uh, it doesn't hurt to give a call. Look, if 
if you, as I always like to say, you get a, a, a medical checkup, you constantly are checking on, you know, your vehicle, your car, uh, making sure that things are taken care of. Why wouldn't you get somebody that can help you get a financial checkup on a regular basis? I mean, think about that. How important is our finances, our future? Oh, we're doing the right things. What's the latest? What's What should we be concerned about, on the lookout for? They can help you with all of that, from 401Ks to IRAs to any investment questions and inquiries you might have. Give them a call. Give them a text. 1-866-998-5879. So I mentioned we have some great news coming with some other fine members uh, that are going to be joining our podcast and um we're excited to talk to you about that and at the appropriate time we will do so if you have a business or you are interested in trying to brand yourself or your business we can help you do that and all you got to do is go to landryfootball.com hit contact chris on the top on the red bar send me an email and i will get it over to tj um Look, it's it's real simple. It, it's about family. It's about branding. It's about finding good fits. Um, we try to provide a service for you as a fan. Um, we do it. And, and the way we can do that is with the help of fine folks that are supporting us. But we have to produce for them and help for them. We can do that for you. We can brand you. We can help you. And our listeners are national not local, national, really international, um, because anyone can listen to us, which is great, obviously, in the modern-day world. So give us, uh, contact us, give us a line, and we will get in touch with you. If you're listening to this podcast, you may be getting it on your phone. You may be signed up, but if you're not, and let's say you caught us somewhere else, you can get this podcast as well as our pro football podcast each and every weekday um, by going to wherever you sign up for your podcast. You'll be at iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever. Sign up for Landry Football's conference call. Uh, It's as simple as that. Sign up for that, and it'll get right to you. And lastly, look, we're going to talk each and every day about college football, each and every day about the NFL and our pro football show we're going to be mixing and maxing and matching a little bit. A lot of draft stuff in the NFL show and certainly talking about draft in the college show. So we've got a lot that we're getting into each and every day. This time of year is as busy as any. We've got spring practice. We just put recruiting to bed for 2020. But 2021 recruiting is going on. We've got transfer portal. If you are a fan of just college football and want to know where your players, your favorite school, are headed, and how are things going in the draft process? We've got that for you as well. So a lot of stuff going on in, in the NFL. Obviously, it's free agency. It's the draft. It's that time of year. So extremely busy. A lot of information for you. We can't get to all of it in our show every day. We talk and give you a little bit of a feel when you're driving or listening, wherever you're listening. Uh, we can provide this for you. But to get the detailed film room information, Inside the draft room information, you need to go to LandryFootball.com. 
in our notebooks every day. We've got all the latest information. Right now, for example, we've got our free agent boards and getting everybody ready as we are two weeks away from the start of the new league year in the NFL. We've got that going for you. We've got our daily notebooks every day with what's the latest teams are thinking and planning, strategizing. We've got all that for you. In the college game, we've got uh, obviously a lot of information that's pertaining to spring practice, recruiting, you name it. Um, and we will, uh, just to look ahead as things grow, the way I work the website and the way I do it is it's concurrent with how things are being run on the NFL and college level. So right now, on the college level, it's spring practice. It's 2021 recruiting and a little bit 2022 recruiting. It's, um, you know, the the NFL, it's about draft prospects. Uh, college is also about transfer portal. We've got all that for you. The NFL, it's about free agency. It's about the draft. Once we get that to bed, we will spend a lot of time. Oh, man, over the summer, we will spend a lot of time breaking down scouting reports, recruiting boards for the class of 2021, as well as obviously previewing all the teams. You have a little bit of a better feel. You know, we certainly talk about and reference a lot about teams and how things are, are headed. But, you know, I always laugh. You, you get these early previews and thoughts. You know, you know to some degree how some teams are going to look, but a lot of teams have still, at the college level, with some transfer portal issues, it's it's still a little unsettled. So we take it as it comes, and it's always, there's no off season. There's a football playing season and a scouting season. We got it all covered for you at LandryFootball.com. We've got a scouting season offer that's the best we've ever had, and the best thing I can say about it, it's like having your own scouting department uh, for less than a magazine subscription. You can get it for less than $5 a month if you take advantage of the year membership. So um, do that today, and you will not regret it. And that will get you an entire calendar year, not just the football season, all the way through next year at this time. So check it out today. So in the Pac-12, just some transfer news. Um, we still don't know where Jack Sears, former USC Redshirt Junior quarterback, is headed. Well, we know he's headed to Northwestern and North Carolina State among his visits. San Diego State looked like a lock for the youngster, but he is still visiting, and we don't know. He's got two years of eligibility remaining. Now, keep in mind, a highly recruited young man. Um, is he going to be able to flourish? We saw Northwestern, obviously, last year take in – a very high – actually, two years ago they took him in, um, Hunter Johnson, and that didn't quite work out. Now, health was a big part of it, but remember how he was so highly recruited out of Clemson, made the move to Northwestern. Northwestern, obviously, is a great school, a great opportunity. Um, NC State's an opportunity to play. It is part of college free agency. What can Jack Sears offer? We know that he was beaten out by some – very highly touted and very productive quarterbacks at USC. Be interesting to see how this plays out. Some recruiting news we want to get to We're, before we get into uh, um, the combine and draft stuff. Uncommitted four-star guard, uh, Owen Prentice. Uh, Good-looking kid, 6'3", 280. Um, He's got a number of Pac-12 schools, Cal, USC, and Washington, 
are the programs that he says is recruiting him the hardest. But he's going to visit Oklahoma. He's going to potentially visit LSU. Uh, Seattle native. And uh, it certainly looks like a great opportunity for the Pac-12. You're talking about one of the top 200 players overall in the 2021 class. This type of player, we, we talk about it all the time. It's the type of player that you got to keep in the Pac-12. Seattle kid, you know, we've got a few. The state of Washington's got some elite players this year. Um, you got to really focus on keeping those kids in. You know, there's a lot of talk. Uh, we're going to get to that in a minute as well, but uh, about the conference and the, the state of it, you got to keep those guys in. Uncommitted four-star 2022 class receiver C.J. Williams is going to take a visit to about ten programs over the next two months. And while he's going to visit Texas, Texas A&M, Notre Dame, and Ohio State, Michigan, Oregon, Oregon State, Washington, and Stanford, along with Alabama, are also going to get visits. He's 6'2", 175. He's a good-looking kid. Um, he's one of the top 50 players in the class of 2022. Uh, really good-looking kid. So this has got to make some inroads into keeping guys like this in. Uh, some coaching news. Cal promoted linebacker coach and co-defensive coordinator Peter Sermon, uh, giving him defensive play-calling duties. Um, Sermon and Tim DeRuiter are going into their second season as co-defensive coordinators at Cal, but they're switching roles. DeRuiter had been the play caller. Um, Sermon will get a crack at it. Uh, Justin Wilcox is the defensive guy, so he's going to have a major influence. Sermon served as Mississippi State's defensive coordinator in 16 and Louisville's in 17. Cal's one of the better coach defenses, certainly in the Pac-12, but very underrated nationally um but they're always tweaking and i think justin's done a really good job there nevada coach remember we cover region not just pac-12 nevada has signed head coach jay norvell to a new five-year contract come with a raise and annual salary bumps at five thousand dollars a year to 625 a year um in his first year with nevada in 17 the program went from just three seven uh three and seven Proved since going eight and five and eighteen and seven six and nineteen. Uh, Colorado has hired UNLV longtime veteran quarterback coach, offensive assistant Danny Langsarf. They hired him from UNLV to serve in the same capacity. Quarterback coach there, quarterback coach now with Colorado. Um, we have seen, and you know, it's interesting how the dominoes fall due to the late announcement by D'Antonio leading to the Mel Tucker leaving Colorado to go to Michigan State. It's created a domino effect. So Michigan State's putting together and purging some people for the staff, like Kansas State, for example. And, you know, so there's some more recent hires now at Kansas State filling those spots. And they've taken guys some other places, and those are filling, and so on and so forth. Well, we're seeing this with Colorado, obviously, with making their decision with Cole Durrell, He's been even later yet at trying to fill out his staff, but he's doing a pretty nice job. He also hired Chris Wilson to serve as defensive line coach. Wilson has coached defensive line a few places. He coached at Colorado previously from 2000 to 2004. Um, he was Big 12 back then, and they won three Big 12 North championships at that time. He's coached at Oklahoma from 5 to 09, Mississippi State from 10 to 12, and then 
at USC in 14 and 15. Um, he spent a little time with the Philadelphia Eagles. He's been on the staff there from 16 to 18, and he's actually on that Super Bowl winning team there. Colorado is also going to hire Mitch Rodriguez to serve as the offensive line coach. He spent the past two years coaching high school football, but got uh, 25 years of college coaching experience. Uh, he's from Nickel State, my part uh, of the world in South Louisiana, Southeast Louisiana, and Thibodeau. Uh, and he coached at Southern Miss. He's uh, offensive line coach here for a long time, from 99 to 07. Coached all the offensive line, tight ends, running backs. Uh, Louisiana Lafayette from uh, 2011 to 2017. So uh, interesting hire, uh, experience and versatility, uh, a guy that came well recommended and um, really uh, interesting hire and a good hire that is a little bit out the footprint. And we'll see if he can bring a element of, uh, you know, you hadn't had many Colorado guys go to Louisiana, most notably Cordell Stewart from out of New Orleans. We'll see if Mitch can help them in the um, southeast and the Texas corridor in recruiting. Colorado's also hiring former Arizona cornerbacks coach Demetrius Martin to serve in the same capacity. Um, Martin was a longtime assistant at UCLA. From 11 to 17, he wasn't retained when Chip Kelly was hired to run the program. Then he moved to Arizona as an assistant under Kevin Sumlin, was expected to be the only assistant retained from Arizona's 19th staff before being plucked by the Wildcats from Colorado. Um some news around spring practice before we get into some draft. Oregon Redshirt Junior Center Ryan Walk missed Thursday's practice. They're in their spring. Uh, the 6'2", 290-pound guy is in contention for a starting job. Um, he's been sitting on a bench for a couple of years behind Jake Hansen, who's now graduated. Um, hopefully he can get to action soon. They're hoping a few days to a week, but nothing definite on that. Uh, BYU, out of the conference but in the region. Uh, redshirt sophomore running back Sion Fanu uh, is expected to miss all of spring practice with a knee injury. Tough for them. He tore his ACL uh, ahead of the UMass game in November, and he's going to miss all of spring, not going to be ready. And BYU uh, redshirt sophomore quarterback Baylor Romney recently resumed um, running after a foot injury, who's limited down the stretch of the season. Um, we'll see they, their top three competitors for the starting job at quarterback. He got Zach Wilson, recovered from a shoulder injury, um, Jaron Hall. So uh, Romney appeared in four games in 19. Um, 64% of his passes completed, 747 yards, seven touchdowns, two interceptions. So they would certainly like to get him some reps in spring practice and competition. Uh, all right, on to – Combine draft information uh, regarding Pac-12 and West region type teams. Kind of go into a little bit as things kind of came to me in notes. And so we'll kind of move around, dart in and out a little bit. Talked about Oregon center, center situation. Jake Henson is moving on. One thing about him, he's 6'4", 303. Uh, not great strength, not great ideal weight, but not bad. Uh, doesn't have great movement skills. One of the things, he's he's very solid, but he's not special in any one area. He's not overly quick onto the second level, and he's not what we call just brute strength strong 
but uh, really interesting. On the other hand, Washington center Nick Harris is very quick. Overall, very athletic. Really climbs to the second level of defense well. The zone scheme, he's really good. He's 6'1", 302. He's not as big as Hanson, but he's, again, he's a quick guy. He's really the same size. He's shorter, which is not a detriment. Um, he's not a strong guy, and he's got short arms. He lacks natural power, the girth, the strength to turn defenders, but he's really quick. So in his own scheme, he has a real effectiveness. If you're talking about with Hanson, he's got to improve his quickness a little bit or his strength, um, and he's capable of doing it, but just a little bit of a compare and con- con- contrast with two centers from coming from the Pac-12 region. Cal's center, uh, excuse me, uh, safety, Jalen Hawkins. You watch him on film. He's a big-time enforcer. Plays with good instincts and coverage. He's got to work on his footwork. He plays with a little sloppy technique, which is a little bit surprising considering who coaches him and where he comes from. Once he improves his position, this guy plays with his hair on fire. I like the kid a lot. He's just got to refine his game a little bit more. You know, people have been trying to tout Anthony Gordon to me um, in the league, and I'm just not buying it. Al Gardner Minshew had success. Anthony Gordon will as well. I'm not getting it. He put up used numbers at Washington State. They all do in that offense. Uh, He just doesn't have the arm strength. Minshew had better arm strength. We're not going to see the same results with Anthony Gordon. So he'll get a chance. He'll get drafted. He should. Wish him well. Hope I'm wrong. Just not someone that can replicate, in my mind, what Gardner Minshew is doing. Over at Utah State, the linebacker, T.P. Galea, uh, 6'5", 235. Good-looking outside backer. He's had his participation at the scouting combine limited due to a misdemeanor assault charge in 17. So he couldn't take part in the on-the-field testing. So we're going to have to see what he does at Pro Day. And obviously everyone's going to have to vet him, but he's a Sam backer that can get upfield, rush the pressure a little bit. Uh, but his issue is going to have to be determined the comfort level. Look, guy can play. Can you can play? I mean, he'll get a chance, and it really depends upon how bad his domestic situation will turn out to be. But if you look and think about certain guys, um, Frank Clark's one that remember when he came out of Michigan, he had a lot of problems, and Seattle still took him took him pretty high. Frank Clark's now with the Kansas City and doing a pretty good job for the Chiefs so, in their Super Bowl run this past year. So this is a young man that obviously the better the football skill, the more you're going to look into the off-the-field situation. And I don't want to say justify, but figure out whether it's something that's worth the risk. It's always problem versus production. And we'll, we'll see how this plays out with this young man. The Utah Leaky Fulte, the defensive lineman, 6'5", 330, only took part in the 40-yard dash and bench press at the combine. He had ran a 5-1-5 and had 21 reps in the bench. He uh, looks like a day three pick to me. Um, Washington's receiver Aaron Fuller, 5'11", 188, uh, played by drops last year on film. Record uh, seven of them and 91 targets. He struggles with contested catches, and he lacks explosiveness, ran 4.59. It's an example of a guy that the film kind of justifies what the workout is, and there's concern there. When you can't separate, 
and you can't catch contested balls, it's a tough nut to crack. Uh, Fresno State offensive lineman Natane Muti was cleared by doctors at the NFL Combine, and it's going to be a full participant in this pro day coming up here on March 17th. Um, was Combine participation was limited to the bench, which he crushed with 44 reps. Team interviews were great. 6'3", 315. Uh, coming off that foot injury, um, but he's going to be 100%, uh, they say, uh, by March 17th. Uh, just he looks like Hercule. I mean, he looks like um, you know he he looks like a lot like the kid from Indiana, Simon uh, Stepanak. Really strong guy. Um, so curious to see what he does at the pro day over in Fresno. Going back to Washington, the safety Miles Bryant ran the forty and four six two. Not all that impressive uh, from a five eight one hundred eighty three pound guy. When you look at times, you got to look at not just the position, but you got to look at the body build. Uh, when you're five eight, one eighty three, you have to exude quickness, explosiveness. Um, well, he just didn't do it, and he just doesn't play like it. He's also a thirty one and a half inch vertical, not very good at all. Uh, broad jump, one fifteen, not very good. So um, he was in the three cone, very good. Uh, you know, he could bend and turn very well, just not real explosive. So. You know, he's got some ability to cover, I think, in the slot. Just not real explosive. Is he going to be able to get up and contest for balls? Um, you know, he's a later-on guy that has a chance to stick as a nickel guy. Utah's got a few guys. You've got Jalen Johnson at corner, ran 4-5 in the 40. Uh, he's going to have shoulder, uh, surgery on his right shoulder to fix the torn labrum. Um, you know, he's a, he's a guy that can go certainly in the top 50, 60 in this draft. The shoulder is going to really determine that. That's where he certainly belongs. The safety, Burgess, Terrell Burgess, ran the 40. 449 is what I got him in. Uh, 511, 202. Um, Jeremy Chin also had a really good uh, time at 446. Uh, really good. One of the better safety uh, workouts that I saw. He could play nickel at the next level. Uh, he's got the speed that can cover outside like that. you got to, to have the safeties that can cover in today's NFL. So, so important. So the ability to be able to run and turn and cover, just crucial. Um, Javelin Guidry did not, is not going to take, but didn't take part in uh, other drills after uh, calling it a day. He had with 5'9", 190 run. One uh, ran four two nine, really fast. Uh, Henry Ruggs ran four two seven. You heard a lot about him. Not a lot's been talked about with Gidry. Gidry was unbelievable. I think he you know, and and he plays like that. Boy, does he have a lot of ability to turn and run. Um, really excited about what this young guy can be. Love me some Bradley and I. The Utah defensive end ran the forty and four nine two. Um, He's 6'3", 257. This guy's not a speed guy. Um, it's not what he is. It's not how he plays. He's not a great athlete. But he has got relentless energy. He's just got strong hands, really good technique. And the guy's going to play. Not be a star, but guy's going to be assignment sound. 
He's going to play and earn a check in this league for a long time, be very effective. You never have to worry about what he can't do assignment-wise. And, you know, he can set the edge pretty well. Just not going to get you a lot of speed off the edge. And those guys make the big money, and he'll make good money, but not the elite money. On the other side of the ball, the running back of Utah, Zach Moss, ran the 40 in 465 at 5'9", 223. A little sluggish there. Uh, 472 in the second. He just had a bad run. Um, you know, he's uh, – look, he's he's a guy to me that's physical, elusive, tough. Um, you know, he good contact balance. Guy's a good back. 19 reps in the bench. Uh, he sustained an injury at the end of the 18 season that led to him returning to Utah in 19. So you worry a little bit about him, long-range durability. Guy's a good player. like to have him. Just – uh, at a at a certain spot is where you want to have him, but there's you don't want to take him too high. But he certainly has some value. Darnay Holmes, um, Darnay Holmes, like me some Darnay from UCLA, four four eight, um, pretty solid in his workout. Um, only at twelve reps in the bench. And he plays like that, struggles in press, physical part of the game. That's why, again, the workouts usually marry the film, and it does here. I um, think Holmes still likely going to be a day three guy. Uh, he can improve his strength. He, certainly the fact that he can run is going to help him a lot. Love, as a college player, Evan Weaver from Cal. You know, he doesn't run well. It's kind of the Bradley and I type at the linebacking position. He's 6'2", 237. Runs 476. Um, you know, he's not going to run fast. People say, oh, that's like he's not. That's what he is. You know, that's what he is. He had uh, 32 in the vertical and 117 in the broad jump. I would have been surprised if it would have been 38 in the vertical. He just doesn't play with that type of explosion. But, but the guy's got a great motor. Very instinctive. Good leadership. He's a tackle-to-tackle player. He's a two-down linebacker. And he's got limitations athletically. You know, try to make him more than that. Make him a superstar because you was a really great player in college. You're going to be making a mistake. But you, if you utilize a guy like that on early downs, run defender, smart, could be a backup. Mike got some versatility that, you know, you could line him up and play him because he'll get bigger and stronger. You can line him up and play him over a tight end. You know, that's the way you have to look at it. Not everybody's going to be the superstar guy. This guy's got a chance to make a team, be a quality backup, rotational player. Um, yeah, not a great player. L- great college player, not a great prospect. Colorado linebacker Devian Taylor ran the 40 in four four nine. Six feet, 229. Uh, again, different build. Um, athletic, tremendously athletic. Breaks on the ball. Could play in coverage well. Really run you like that. Love LaVisca Chenault, receiver from Colorado. He's going to undergo core muscle surgery. Actually, he has undergone it uh it's Tuesday, actually, I believe. Um, 
Didn't run that well. It's okay. Um, the guy can run. I worry a little bit about his health. He's Is it recurring? It is in college. Is he injury prone? I don't know that I'd say that. I, I just love the medical. I mean, this guy's got some Michael Thomas in his game. Really good. Just got to, you know, wonder if he health-wise can hold up. But the guy really makes plays, and he goes up and attacks the football. Just think he's outstanding in that regard. Um, the best thing about Chenault is his ability after the catch. I mean, he's Texas kid, and he plays like a running back with the ball in his hand. Speaking of running backs, Arizona's J.J. Taylor ran the 20-yard shuttle in 4.15, ran the 40 in 4.61. Little 5'5", 185-pound guy. Not small, not Big, 185 is not big. He um, really good 20-yard shuttle time. Tells me an awful lot. In fact, only Jamichael Hasty from Baylor was quicker. Um, Three-cone drill was really good uh, at seven flat. So what does it really mean, and what is he on tape? He's a scat back. He's a guy that's super quick. You know, the all-out speed has to do with his shorter legs. Uh, but boy's really good. Uh, I think he's really quick and really capable of being used in a multiple role. I don't worry about the height. He's certainly not someone that, from a size standpoint, is going to be able to carry a lot of loads. But in a uh, versatile role, I think he can absolutely play and get a chance. We talked about Jake Hansen of Oregon a little bit. I think I mentioned that he ran 5'5". Five, five. Um, but his strength is what really impresses. Um, Shane Lemieux, the guard from Oregon, obviously very good offensive line that they had in Eugene this past year, uh, ran 5-1-1 at 6-4-3-10, one of the top guard prospects in this class. He had um, not a great vertical, 25-and-a-half-inch vertical, um, a 20-yard shuttle, 4-9, and three-cone drill were disappointments. Uh this guy's a physical player. He's not very athletic. Those numbers indicate how poor athletically he is. So natural explosion, moving guys off the ball in the lower body is not what he can do. He's going to have to be with his overall upper body strength uh, to turn guys. Still a good player, still can make it. But, again, you understand with his numbers what are his capabilities and what they are not. You see that on film to some degree. But when you watch him on film, looks a little bit more athletic. Well, you can look a little bit more athletic. Doesn't mean you're really more athletic. The numbers show that there are limitations there. Calvin Throckmorton, the tackle from Oregon, ran the 40 and 557. 6'5", 3'17". Um, not... Not real athletic. The three-cone drill, again, was it? Look, this is an offensive line and offensive linemen that are really good. They're sound with the technique. Mario does a good job. They're physical. They're limited athletically. They can play. They can play the strength game and do that very effectively. So we'll see how uh, it, it translates to the next level. And as I mentioned, we're talking about 
a guy like a Nick Harris from Washington, just the opposite. Really athletic, really good player, but really athletic. You see zone linemen every day, all day. Uh, another lineman to out on the West Coast that you need to keep an eye out for this draft is San Diego State. Keith Ismail ran the 40 and 5-3-4. Um, what I like about him, he, he's in the 30-30-30 club which is the bench press, the vertical jump, and wonderlick score. It's 6-3-3-0-9. Smart guy, strong guy, athletic guy. Like him a lot. Like him a little better than, you know, potentially than some of these other guys. It's 6-3-3-10. Very, very impressive. Um, Spent most of his collegiate career at center. But spent time at each guard position when they needed him. Two-star recruit that really developed himself very well, like him a bunch. Eno Benjamin, the running back at Arizona State, ran the forty in four five seven and five nine two zero seven. Um, creative, undersized back, quick feet. Twelve reps on the bench. Not real strong, uh, as you might expect. Um, he's not a heavy load back, but can play. He's got some quality, got some speed, got some agility. Joshua Kelly, UCLA running back, ran the 40 in 450, 5'11", 2'12". Um, disappointed a little bit in his vertical and broad jumps, 31 and 10-1. But he showed um, he could run, and I thought it was a nice senior bowl for him. In fact, he had 100-plus yards in the game itself. Guy can play, and a guy will get a chance. Salvin Amat from Washington, the running back, ran the 40 in 4-6-3. Plays with a little bit more burst than that. Disappointed in his workout. He'll run faster on campus. A little fast track out there. Um, In fact, Dave, workout uh, is, if I'm not mistaken, today. Um, not great instinctive back, but got some ability. We'll see if the speed can be improved. Time can be improved. Trey Adams, the tackle from Washington, ran the 40 and 5-6-0. He's a mountain of a man. Doesn't run well. Doesn't bend well. Not real athletic. It's a later on project. Austin Jackson from USC ran the 40 and 507 at 6-5-3-22. Um, 31-and-a-half-inch vertical, pretty average. 9-7 broad jump, pretty average. Um, but the guy's got some ability, got some fight to him, and uh, I think something to, to work on. A lot has been talked about. means absolutely nothing, but Arizona State's punter, Michael Turk. We don't even have the guy's bench. But uh, Michael Turk wanted to do some other things. He's 6 feet, 226, ran the 40 in 480, 25 rims in the bench. He was looking at the possibility of being able to contribute in some other areas besides punting, so that's why he wanted to to do it. And I wanted to end with a couple quarterbacks. Hawaii's quarterback Cole McDonald and Utah State's Jordan Love. Lots been talked about Jordan Love in particular. But first, Cole McDonald ran the 40 and 458, 64, 220. Jalen Hurts, a little bit quicker, but built similarly. Um plan out of the running shoot system in Hawaii, can move. Um, his not for his size, 
not impressed with his his arm. He just doesn't have the upper body flexibility in the zip, and I don't like his delivery. I, I think he's a delivery, work on your delivery type of guy because I just don't think he has the zip. He's a good athlete, but I just don't think he throws well enough. I think he's a late-round guy at best. Jordan Love from Utah State ran 474 at 6'4", 225. Um, look, he's got good size. He's got physical skills. Uh, you, you can look at the 26 turnovers in 2019 and kill him on that. And, you know, those are accurate numbers. But you have to look at the whole body of work, what he did prior to the coaching change. And the kid's a bright kid. Kid works hard. And the kid's got a whippy arm. And, yes, there is some things that look a little bit like Patrick Mahomes athletically. He doesn't have quite the qualities and the skill set throwing the football is Mahomes. But the guy's got enough to be very intriguing, and he will go in the first round, take it to the bank. We're going to see, um, obviously, Burrow and Tool go high, and then we're going to see Burrow go high, and then we're going to see Jordan Love go in the first round as well. In fact, he'll go in the first half of the first round. So – an intriguing guy, I don't know that I'm ready to say, well, he's a top-five guy. He's a top-five quarterback in this draft, no question. I would take him more than I would take Jalen Hurts at this point. So I think the guy's worth working with, and I think he does have some passing skills, some dynamics to his game. He needs to be polished. He needs to be refined. And I think he's got enough of those qualities to merit doing it. Folks, that's a look today at Pac-12 football and beyond. A reminder, check out our great folks at 401k Generation. Give them a call. Give them a text, 1-866-998-5879. Licensed in all 50 states. Give them a call. Give them a text. Tell them that you heard about them from us. They'll take good care of you. Make sure you sign up for this podcast, which we're going to be back next week with another uh, every day. Talking college football five days a week, and then we'll recap the past week in the conference for each conference, SEC, ACC, Big Ten, Big 12, and Pac-12, Monday through Friday, in that order. And you can sign up for this podcast as well as the Pro Football Podcast um, on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever. Sign up for Landry Football's conference call. Make sure that you jump on over and listen to the Pro Football Show as this is such a meaty and busy and an exciting time of year in the pro football game. And to get the most detailed film room analysis and inside the war room information from the world of pro football and college football, you'll want to go to LandryFootball.com. Get it firsthand. Get the inside. Get the detailed information. We got it covered for you. Take advantage of our scouting season offer. It's the best one we've had. You'll love it. You won't regret it. We'll see you over there. And we'll see you on Monday for SEC Football and Beyond and over on the Pro Football Show. Take care, everybody. I'm Chris.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.